The Green Bay Packers offense has an identity problem. It starts with Aaron Rodgers, and it needs to end with Matt LaFleur. The problems on defense go deeper. This is not about identity. This is about change. We're past the point of trying to find identity. Now it is about finding answers because the identity of this team right now is not working. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Cobb. every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of your gambling needs right there in one place. Bet Online, where the game starts. No Expert Tuesday today. Too much to get to with what happened on Sunday in London because... It raised some really important questions that I thought we answered or at least discussed on Sunday on our live show. And the more I went back and watched it and studied it and tried to figure out what exactly was going on, it, it, it put something into focus for me. There has been over the years with Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers this push-pull of the offense. Whose offense is it? Well, it's, it's Matt LaFleur's offense now. The offense that they are running, the Aaron Rodgers of it, the Mike McCarthy of it, is almost gone. Now, do they run some of the same concepts? Yes, but that's because West Coast concepts are just everywhere. And the Shanahan, McVay, whatever LaFleur tree system is a West Coast adjacent. Well, it's a West Coast um, uh, branch. So, yeah, you're going to have a lot of these concepts that are the same, but they're not necessarily run the way that Mike McCarthy, for example, would have run them. Coincidentally, Mike McCarthy is doing a great job adapting an offense for Cooper Rush in Dallas right now, or at least helping Kellen Moore do it. And what we have seen in a number of games over the last few years, certainly what we saw on Sunday, is a situation where when things are going well, and they go well a lot because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. When they're going well, this offense looks great. And Aaron was in complete command of everything that was going on in the first half. And it's the short passing game. And it's making all the right decisions on RPOs and pre-snap and post-snap. And what they're doing is so cool. They're using Aaron's brain in such a unique and cool and interesting way where you know, rather than saying, okay, Devontae Adams, the whole offense, passing offense is going to be based around you. Or, um, you know, the this five wide receiver set. Think back to like 2007, where like they added this wrinkle and that unlocked this team. It's not that. It is Aaron Rodgers pre and post snap 
diagnosing, setting protections, RPOs, making run pass decisions that are either pre-snap or post-snap and having to be right a lot. And he is, generally speaking, right a lot. And he made a lot of really great throws in the first half. He was right a lot in the first half. And he is running the offense. When he runs the offense as it is designed to be, he is unbelievable. I mean, I had a tweet in the first half. Rodgers in complete control of everything that's happening. It's such an interesting way to use someone like Aaron Rodgers. You wouldn't think a heavy RPO game is is the right way to take an Aaron Rodgers. But they're not taking the Mike McCarthy approach, or at least the old Mike McCarthy approach, and saying, all right, Aaron, you have to read out one to two to three every single play. You're going to have to identify pre and post snap movement. And there's going to be no outlets for you. And there's going to be this... um, majesty to the way everything has to fit it's a ballet and so if it's not there on the first read then in rhythm everything has to be in concert and perfect so here you get to your next read and and the the timing of it is all going to make sense that's not exactly what this is this is you know like it's not the Jalen Hurts offense but Jalen Hurts in Philly they run a ton of RPL And we tend to think of RPO in this kind of derogatory way sometimes, or at least in a, that this is a remedial version of offense. That, oh, well, if it's just either hand the ball off or throw the glance, and you're just reading a conflict defender, then this is simple. High school kids run RPOs. And that's true. But when there's so much on the plate of one player, because the talent around is not, you know, what it used to be, it is not just, they're not just doing it that way. It's pre-snap, it's post-snap, it's manipulating defenders, and then there's the move off the move, there's the, the play action fakes. But what happens is when all of a sudden things start to go not as well, you know, the Packers in the first half, they scored a field goal, they punted, then they had a touchdown, a touchdown, a field goal. And they're up 20 to 10, and things are going well, right? The Giants come out, they get a field goal, make it a one-score game. Now, the Packers drive on the next possession. They have a nice possession, and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be okay. But then what happens? Aaron Rodgers, deep shot. Incomplete. Aaron Rodgers on third and eight sack. Okay. The Giants come out. Touchdown. To tie the game. This is mouth punch time. How do you respond? Well, the Aaron Rodgers deep shot. Dallin Lazard. You have not a deep shot, but a a throw to Randall Cobb. And you have a deep shot to Alan Lazard on third and ten. That was... The sequence. And now you're down because the Giants score on the next possession. Now it's 27-20. And the Packers get all the way down to the end to tie the game or maybe take the lead depending on how they want to play the two-point conversions and all that stuff. And they don't run the ball on third and two or fourth and two. And on the fourth down call, Aaron Rodgers has Romeo Dobbs wide open on on the concept side. This is an RPO 
where he has the opportunity to either hand the ball to AJ Dillon or work the concept side with Romeo Dobbs. That is the that is the theoretical design of the play. Now, what they called in the huddle and how it's coached, again, I try not to get into that stuff, but I'm just telling you, generally speaking, that's how the RPO works. You work concept side to backside unless you have Devontae Adams, and the Packers don't. And even then, you probably should have worked the play side because, again, Romeo Dobbs was open. And if Aaron Rodgers just hands the ball to A.J. Dillon, he walks into the end zone. So Aaron Rodgers had three decisions to make or three possible outcomes and he picked the only bad one so this is the problem with living and dying by everything Aaron Rodgers because he wants to when when the offense sputters he wants to make the 10 point throw he wants the two touchdown touchdown throw he wants to make the hero play and that's where this comes back to Matt LaFleur Yes, Aaron Rodgers can change any play at the line of scrimmage he wants. But if you're the head coach, you have to be able to say to your quarterback, okay, it's a tie ball game. The Giants desperately wanted the Packers to try and throw the ball down the field. The Packers took the bait, even though the underneath stuff was working. And they got out of what they wanted to do because Aaron Rodgers couldn't hit the throws. Had Randall Cobb at the end of the first half. If they hit that throw, game is probably over they were running for five yards a carry and in the second half essentially didn't run the ball until the end and guess what when they ran it on the last drive they matriculated it right down the field it ultimately has to be Matt LaFleur who in these moments they used to call them get back plays all right second and 10 get back on track or you've had two straight three and outs how do you get back The answer right now is to run the offense. It's hand the ball to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. It's try and make the short passes work. They have all of these different ways right now to scheme that up. And they're they're not using them. And part of that is the quarterback still has to has to run the play. He's still the one that that ultimately makes all those controls. Like the RPO at the end is a great play. And Aaron Rodgers said that after the game. We had a good play on. How, how, how is the fade RPO fade ball into single coverage? Like at a certain point, yeah, single coverage is nice, but you have the concept side and the concept worked. Why is that not the side you're running? And it's because the guy who's running that route is Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard is on the other side. But there were other throws in this game, opportunities the Packers had to push the ball deep. The Randall Cobb one, Randall Cobb's open. That's a touchdown. Missed him. Romeo Dobbs in the first half on a deep post route has him. Overthrow. Has Al Lazard down the, er, eh, I don't remember if it was Al Lazard or Romeo Dobbs on the left side. I think it was Al Lazard. Underthrown. Has Big Bob Tunyon open down the seam. Doesn't throw it. Look Is looking right at him. Doesn't throw it. This offense is not in a rhythm, and I keep saying this. It, it Right now, it is working, the passing game, because they're doing everything with Aaron Rodgers. And when it's not working, it's because they're doing everything with Aaron Rodgers. And part of that is, as a coach, understanding when to take the ball out of your quarterback's hands. And it's like, settle everyone down. 
run the ball, pick up five or six yards because that's what they're doing every play. And now it's second and five. And now maybe you can take your shot because then you can come back on third and five and the run game is still available to you. The short passing game is still available to you. And then if you want to take your shot, maybe you have a more advantageous look because the team the on defense has to respect more things. All of these things are connected. And for the Packers, you know, Mike Holmgren had with Brett Favre, no more rocket balls. That was the famous line. Favre, you know, would, would get a little crazy. He'd throw these wild passes. And Holmgren was always trying to rein him in. Matt LaFleur, it's got to be no more hero balls. No more hero balls. That just has to be how this team plays because we've seen when it works, it works. The offense moves. They lit up the Giants in the first half. They lit up the Bucks in the first half. They moved the ball against the Vikings in the first half. They just had some turnovers. They moved the ball against the Bears. Their second half offense has been abysmal. Abysmal all season. And it's not just second half adjustments because there's really not that much time for second half adjustments. You hear this from players and coaches all the time. Like, yeah, you can make some tweaks, but there's not a lot you can do. They have to find a way to strike this balance more effectively. And it starts with Aaron Rodgers living in the confines of the offense. And it ends with Matt LaFleur essentially if he's not going to, forcing Aaron Rodgers' hand or, better yet, coaching him and, and helping him so that those are the things that he, number one, wants to do, but even we're probably into old dog, new tricks territory here. And by saying, okay, if I have this feeling that you're going to do this, then, okay, here's two straight runs to Aaron Jones. And I know it might annoy you, but that's what needs to happen right now because it's working. And guess what? It probably would have worked. If they, had, if they had handed the ball to Aaron Jones two straight times, they score a touchdown. Now, maybe they don't win the game, but maybe they don't have a three and out when the Giants are starting to really play well. Now, there's a defensive element to this, too. Now, we're going to talk about the defensive part of this in just a second. Before we do, let's talk about our new friends at Tommy John. You guys. I, they, Tommy John sent me some of their stuff. I immediately put it on and then immediately did not want to take it off. It is so comfortable. It is unbelievable stuff. In Tommy John underwear, you're just that much more comfortable. And it's not just underwear. I got some some a pajama shirt kind of thing. It's like a, a thermal. The, the pants, the lightweight fabric that has four times the stretch of competing brands. The no wedgie guarantee. Come on. You need that. Thanks to the non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up, plus they feature a horizontal quick draw fly. I know that I wake up, if I wear pajama pants, I'll, I'll wake up and they're like bunched and crazy and all weird. Uh-uh. Nope. These things stay in place and they're still so comfortable. It really is remarkable stuff. I'd heard about Tommy John, but I had never had any of their products. And now that I have, I promise you, I'm going to be getting some more. And if you want to try them for yourself or you want some more, go to TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn right now for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. See website for details. 
And thanks again for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL. Locked on's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts. Bet online uh, and follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Defensively. We talked about identity in the first block, right? What does this Packers defense want to be? Well, they want to be a too high zone team. They want to put a roof on everything. No big plays and make teams drive it 10, 12 15 plays. And and through much of the season, they've been really good at forcing three and outs because the pass rush has been really good. But beyond that, they have not effectively stopped the run, which was a problem last year. We've talked about it on this show. That's what they drafted Quay Walker for. That's what they drafted Devontae Wyatt for. That was the reason they wanted to play more nickel with, with a true linebacker on the field is so that they could stop the run and still live with all their best DBs on the field. But teams have found ways to attack them that they, they need to find answers to in a hurry. And they, it's going to require a significant change. Justice Mosqueda, who was just on our show, had a great thread of clips where the Giants just came at them with crossers all day. And it was man, it was zone. It didn't matter what the call was. All this off zone coverage. It's worse than zone. Gives free releases to receivers. And then it forces you to pass things off. It forces linebackers to get in their drops. The linebackers are not getting enough depth. I think because they're worried about stopping the run, which they're still not doing that effectively. And it's leaving the middle of the field open. Now, the Packers, there was a, Mike Renner had a great stat about the middle of the field. And how even though they are uh, second best in the league, in passing yards allowed, they are by far the worst team defending crossers. Terrible. Now, they're 18th in DVOA going into this week defending the middle of the field. I expect that to come down. But here's the big problem. This is a defense that is not supposed to give up big plays. They are 31st in DVOA on deep passes. Last year, they were second. And if you remember what made Devondre Campbell so great was his ability to defend the middle of the field. And they didn't have him out there a, a lot with another true linebacker. They had a, a safety out there a lot of times because they were playing a lot of dime. And the, the passing defense was good. At least when they wanted it to be. <laughs> We've gone over these stats. In big games, the passing defense was generally very good. The defense in general was generally very good. It was these Giants games. And the Giants might end up being a decent team, but I don't think anyone thought that they were a real 3 and one team. At least not in the way we normally think of 3 and one teams. And they're probably, they're probably better than I realized, better than a lot of people realized. But they're not, you know, true contenders in the NFC. So, first of all, that part of this needs to be fixed. 
this playing down to the level of opponent stuff, and that's been ongoing. But if you're supposed to be a defense that is designed to not give up big plays and you are bad against deep shots, that's really bad. That's really bad. And if you are changing the way you're playing defense to accomplish a goal like stopping the run a little bit better and you're not stopping the run a little bit better, then you have to you have to take a look structurally at what the defense is and say, is this really the best way to be playing? I understand we've come in, we've got these priors and we think this is the best way to play defense. Well, if it's not working that way, You have to, at a certain point, say, there has to be another way to do this. And I don't think it's as simple as, oh, they just need to play more man coverage. I mean, probably they do, just given their personnel. They have the the people. Like, Quay Walker, for as critical of of him as I've been over the last few weeks, he ran on a wheel route with Saquon Barkley step for step. How many linebackers in the league could do that? But in spot drops, in in zone, he looks lost. He gave up the big play to Saquon Barkley in the passing game. When Devondre Campbell is trying to pass something off, Quay gets stuck inside, Barkley gets to the corner, and now you've got a big play. This is a problem. So if you can't play the way that you want to play, You have to change the way that you want to play. There's so many times when we're seeing these guys so far off the line of scrimmage. And this was a complaint in week one. So, okay, they come out against the Bears. They they press a little bit more. They play a little bit more cover one. They put guys in the box. Great. Great. Next week, a lot of man coverage. And the Bucs were able to get some stuff off of it. But still, a lot of man coverage. That's what you want to see. You want to see those adjustments. And I think Joe Barry deserves credit for that. But then in this game, not only is it a lot of off coverage, guess what happens when there's off coverage? It makes it a lot easier for Daniel Jones to run around. Because everyone's off, your now your eyes to the ball. But now you're giving these receivers free releases when you have press man corners. Jair Alexander can press. Eric Stokes can press. Russell Douglas can press. Now you're not going to press from the slot. This defense, as it's currently constituted, is not working. Not the way that they've laid it out. And there's too much. Again, we we talked about this talent idea on Sunday. It's not that there's too much talent. There's been too much invested because at a certain point, talent is unrealized potential. And so a guy is, is only going to be a guy for, for uh, who, who could be something for so long. Then he's just not something. Now, we're not there with the rookies, although it would be sure nice to have someone like uh, an impact interior defender. It would be nice to have a, a linebacker who could really come down and fit the run if that's what you're trying to do. But these pieces don't fit right now. They want to play soft off coverage, rally and tackle. Not a good tackling team this year. They were last year, but they're not this year. You want to play soft off coverage. (laughs) You've got three corners who can all man you up and press you, even if it's in zone. 
Think of those Legion of Boom teams. Richard Sherman played 95% zone coverage. He's at the line of scrimmage getting his hands on guys every play. Why, why are you giving Darius Slayton free releases? Like you can't get eaten up by Darius Slayton because you're just letting him walk off the line of scrimmage. You have two first round picks out there, including one that you're paying, you know, tens of millions of dollars to. You, you made him the highest paid corner in the league to do this. You, Jair Alexander, this is what I mean by structural changes. Jalen Ramsey became the, the star for the Rams last year. Played a ton in the slot. Now, they ended up having to move him because it, it had to be done. The best slot corner on this team is Jair Alexander. Russell Douglas is not a slot. We saw it last week. He is a boundary corner. If he's going to play corner. Okay. Let's think about this another way. You, if you want Jair on the outside. Okay. What about Darnell Savage in the slot? Because things are not working out with Darnell either. He had a disastrous game on Sunday. He is having a bad season, not a subpar season, not a below his standard season. He has been a bad player and no one has been more sympathetic, more um, vocally supportive of him as a potential superstar player. I love the fit. I love the talent. And in the second half of 2020, he was playing as well as any safety in the league. That guy is not on the football field and he is nowhere to be found right now. But what he was so good at doing was sitting in those robber situations where he's coming down and he's robbing the middle of the field. If he can be a lurk defender, he was great at this at Maryland. Then that makes you a better team. And, and now Russell Douglas repped at safety. He wants to play zone. He doesn't want to play man. He's just not ideally suited if they're going to play some more man coverage to be, to be playing man from the slot. So now you put him back. Smart guy. He can communicate. Knows all the positions. Like this, these are structural changes to your defense. Big, big changes. But it might be the best thing for your team. And if you're going to make a change like that, now is the time to do it. Not because they're playing the Jets, who, by the way, put the bang thing on a good Dolphins team on Sunday, albeit without their quarterback. But not like Teddy Bridgewater can't play. Not like Teddy Bridgewater hasn't played a lot of football in his NFL career. Now is the time to make these changes to get people acclimated. That, and I'm not saying it has to be this, but... That's where we are with this defense. The defense, the, the, the ideology with this team, the way it's being deployed does not work. It does not work. They're not creating turnovers. They're not getting, they're not even in position to, to make plays on the ball. Why, do you, why are you spending first round picks on corners to have them be de facto safeties, rally and tackle players? Don't you want your corners pressed up at the line of scrimmage, doing all the things that your offense has hated when defenses do for 15 years. I don't understand it. And I don't think the Packers understand it. And I don't think there's going to be a coaching change. I don't even think a coaching change is necessary 
in this moment. But things need to be reworked. Philosophically, this is not working. So if you need to go back to a little bit more, and, and they got to do this last year. Pro Football Focus by Productivity had Eric Stokes and Russell Douglas as two of the best press man corners in the league last year by their charting. So they can do it. And we know Jerry Alexander can do anything. Darnell Savage, his best role was that robber role. Well, that star in a lot of cases is playing an underneath zone. Not quite the same, but it's certainly closer than some of the deep, deep half, deep middle stuff that he's been doing, but that's just not his game. So this is a team that is, is in need of structural and philosophical changes to this defense, mindset changes to this defense. They have the players. But it's going to require the coaches to be malleable and adaptive. And it's going, to, it's going to require the players do the same. All right, before we finish up, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with the live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball. The playoffs have been crazy so far boxing, golf, MMA, basketball, preseason basketball. Head to the website at betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One quick thing. We're already running a little bit long. We're going to talk about it more later in the week. Royce Newman again by far leads the team in pressures allowed. I think they allowed one other pressure that was not Royce Newman related. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. They have options. It's time to exercise them. And I think we've, we're, we're, it's a combination of Royce Newman is uh, a, a worse option at right guard than Yash Nyman is at right tackle. I think by a significant margin, frankly. And Elton Jenkins is better suited to play guard at this very moment than tackle. So this could be a double upgrade for your team if you slide JRJ to the right side. Elton Jenkins to the left. I think you can make this change as soon as David Bakhtiari is able to play a full game, which you would hope is soon here. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Um, Lily Zhao in the building. For Zhao, you doing? We've got our crossover Thursday. I'm so sorry about that. And then our live show coming up for you on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter. Oh, gosh. Uh, at Peter underscore Bukowski. Uh, at Locked on Packers is, is where you can find the podcast. Um, subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Where we go live every Friday and every Every Sunday after the game, check us out there. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.